Hey everyone, welcome to Yoga Land's Yoga Teacher Companion. I'm your host, Jason Crandall. I recently did a webinar on how to structure your classes for beginners, and it went really, really well. There were tons of requests that I make that content available for people for an even longer term because people wanted to go back to it. And I realized it would just be a really good idea to release half of that webinar this week and the next half of that webinar next week as a teacher's companion. So you can listen to this wherever you listen to our podcasts, or you can watch it on the Jason Crandall Yoga YouTube um, channel, which if you're watching me, that's where you are now. So without any further ado, here you go, how to structure your beginner's classes. Enjoy. I had this incredibly distinct moment maybe 15 years ago I was leaving my beginner's class and I just thought to myself, I don't think the way that I'm teaching these classes is the best way to teach these classes. What I realized in that moment was the structure of class that I had been using for my beginner's classes was the same as what I was using for my advanced classes, the same as I was using for my mixed level classes. And I just had this intuitive feeling I needed to actually change the format of this class. The first thing that I started to realize in this moment was for beginners, I needed greater compartmentalization. I needed more chapterization in my classes. Just like in the books that we read, there are chapters. There's not just one long run on story. I had this realization that I can segment classes into what I now think of as different phases. And in doing so, in each one of these phases, I could focus on something a little bit different. I think the intuitive realization that I had in this moment was, for beginners, I was trying to do too much. I was trying to make every aspect of class seamlessly flow together. And in trying to do too much, I was essentially making class, I think, feel a little bit muddled. So what I wanna show you everybody is the sequencing structure or a better way of thinking about it is really just the class structure that I have been using to work with beginners for at least 15 years. When I'm talking about class structure, I'm not exactly talking about sequencing. Sequencing is much more the, this is where we put salutations, this is where we put standing poses, this is where we put our back bends, this is where we put our forward bends. This is how we orchestrate the contents or the flow of the postures and the instructions in a class. When I think about the class structure, I'm actually thinking more meta. I'm thinking actually bigger picture. I'm thinking more of an overlay on top of the sequencing itself. There are five chapters or five different distinct phases that I include in each one of my beginner's classes. Here's the structure. The first phase is just, I think of as the opening. The second phase is the flow. The third phase is the technique. The fourth phase is the round out, and the fifth and final phase is the wrap up. Let me take a few minutes and walk you through what I think are the distinct elements of each one of these phases, beginning with the opening. Not super inventive in that languaging. The thing that I think is so important about the opening of a class, and the thing that I think, especially when working with beginners, is 
underutilized is telling the beginners, the students, exactly what you're going to focus on in that class and what the value of focusing on that is. Okay? Now, in the opening phase of a class, there's lots of things we can do, right? We can be like welcoming and all these things. But what I want you to take away from this conversation is having a specific phase of class where you tell your students, welcome to class. We're going to focus on X, Y, or Z. Here's why that's valuable. Now let's experience it. Okay? So I'm going to give you a couple of examples of this. And I do this. I actually do this in a lot of my non-beginners classes, but I'm not quite as diligent in my non-beginners classes about this aspect. So, you come to class, I say, all right, thanks everyone, thanks for coming, my name is Jason, I'm really glad that you're here. I go through a quick little preamble, and then I say, as always, we're gonna focus on a little bit of everything, but today we're gonna emphasize a little bit more elongation or a little bit more length and opening to the outer and the posterior hips. The reason that we're gonna do this is number one, this is a tight part of the body for many people. Number two, when this part of the body is tight, it's difficult to be comfortable in your body. And number three, by creating more range of motion in the outer hips over time, you're gonna have a broader postural practice that you're gonna have access to. So I always lay it out there for them. One of the things that I think that I, have, I do much better now and I wanna encourage you to do is Connect the dots. Connect the dots for your students. Just remember when you're a new student, you don't have enough experience to really know what you're even trying to know. And it's easier to learn something if you understand what it is that you're trying to learn and why that thing is valuable, okay? So you don't have to give a master's thesis on the, you know, on the musculature of the outer hip, but framing this is going to add value and context for your new students. Now, the next part of the opening phase of class is I always immediately do a pose or two, not too many, just a pose or two, where they feel the thing that I just said that we're gonna work with, okay? And what I think about this, everybody, is I really feel like this is like the trailer to the film, right? I don't just say, hey, this is a scary movie. I show you a little bit of a scary movie. Or I don't just say, this is a historical drama. Like, you get to see a little bit of the historical drama. So for example, if we're gonna focus, hey everybody, we're gonna emphasize a little bit more um, movement of the shoulder blades in class today. When the shoulders go up, the scapula lifts and rotates. And when the arms and shoulders come down, those shoulder blades draw towards each other. We're gonna do a nice balance practice, but those are gonna be our focal points. That's another example. Then, right away, we do a thing or two where they feel that thing, right? So we articulate what we're gonna emphasize, and then the value of emphasizing that thing, and then we do a pose or two where they just get a preliminary feel or taste of that region. Second phase of class, the flow. Now, this is gonna depend on the style of teacher that you are, the kind of class that you're gonna teach. But in my classes, including my beginner's classes, 
I always like to have some amount of movement and breath coordination. And one of the things that I painstakingly learned, one of the things that took me way too long to learn, was that especially when you're working with beginners, you should really have these distinct phases of class where you're focusing more on breath and movement and less on the technical nuances of postures. And then other phases where you're not really worried about breath and movement. You're not giving a dozen breath cues. You're not trying to have the student do too much in one short period of time. Instead, have a phase of class where you are distinctly focusing on developing their technique. So the second phase of class, everybody, I just call the flow. And I literally will just tell people, okay, so what we're gonna do for the next 10 minutes or so, and pardon me, everyone, I'm not, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give like a bunch of timing parameters for each one of these phases of class because the timing parameters are really subjective to, of course, the duration of the class you're teaching, but also your personality and your style and what those students are used to. You might have longer increments that focus on technique. You might have longer increments that focus on flow, but this second phase, I'm just throwing a number out about 10 minutes, I'm gonna tell people, listen, there's a lot of technique that I'm gonna help you learn over time. But for this little period of time right now, all I want you to do is feel your body move and I want you to breathe. I want us to start to synchronize breath and movement. If anything doesn't feel right, if it's problematic, of course, stop and step back. But right now, don't worry too much about the details. Let's just get on our body and move and breathe. So in this phase, everybody, I might be doing things like cat-cow. I might be going with pace breath from down dog to plank and back. I might be doing half sun salutations. I might be doing lunge salutations or low lunge salutations or elements of Surya Namaskar A. The point is I might just be having people go in and out of warrior two, inhale, come out of the pose, exhale, go into the pose. The point is, I'm not allowing myself to muddle what I'm trying to teach my students by telling them every place they should put every part of their body while also saying, and breathe, and move, and keep rhythm. It's too much. Think about everybody learning to juggle. I use this example all the time, and FYI, I have no idea how to juggle. Actually, I have an idea of how to juggle. I just can't do it. But if you were gonna teach me how to juggle, you wouldn't start me by throwing like 17 balls at me because I can't handle that. So the newer we are to something, the more we actually wanna pare down what we are trying to learn at a time. That's the beauty about having a structure like this. So this phase, everybody, this flow phase, I'm really minimal with my verbal cues. I'm essentially saying inhale, do X, exhale, do Y. I also frame it by saying, later on we're gonna dial into technique a little bit more, but for now, I just want you to feel your body move. Phase three. And again, this chapter of class can be short, it can be long, it just, again, it's, it, it really depends on who you are and how you wanna execute this process. I'm giving you this meta class structure, but it's yours to implement, okay? So 
This third phase of class, everybody, is what I consider the technique. And this is the phase where I'm not trying to flow. I'm not trying to see and help my students feel this pose moves into this pose moves into this pose. I'm totally decluttered. I'm much more static. And in this phase, I'm giving the details. And they can be details about anything. I can say, hey everybody, in those salutations that we've been flowing through, one of the things I'm noticing is we need to refine our technical understanding of downward facing dog and plank. So come watch, let me, let me show you the details of downward facing dog. Let me show you how I'm positioning my hand, how I'm rotating my arm, how I'm moving my shoulder blade, right? Or I might be saying to you, you know what? Let's actually focus a little bit more on building chaturanga. Let me walk you through the initial phases of chaturanga and through this whole process without worrying about breath. In this phase, we might also be looking at standing poses, looking at the distance between the feet in the warrior two, triangle pose, side angle pose, warrior one, whatever it is. I could also in this phase go a little bit more deeply into the technical elements of the postures that we're focusing on. So I gave you two examples at the beginning of, hey, we're gonna focus a little bit more on the movement of the shoulders, or we're gonna focus a little bit more on the opening of the outer hip. So this technique phase is maybe I'm breaking down the action of the arms, just in Surya Namaskar, reaching the arms overhead, I'm going a little bit more into detail just to that technique. Or maybe a little bit more into the detail of the shoulders in dolphin or the detail of the shoulders in bridge. Or I'm breaking down pigeon pose and I'm breaking down gomukhasana. The, th the main thing I want you to take away from this delineation of now is the flow, now is the technique, is that we are freeing ourselves as the teacher from the expectation of doing everything at all times in the class. And we're freeing our students from feeling like they have to do everything at all times in class. It's just not a good way to learn. Fourth phase of class. The fourth phase of class I just call the round out. And this is, this is actually pretty simple. So I think to myself at this phase, what have I not Focus on or included. Let's do a little bit of that. So let's take these examples. Let's take the outer hip opening example. If I was teaching a class that focused on lengthening the outer hips, there's probably other stuff I'm including in that class. I've probably done some salutations in the flow phase. Maybe I've done a couple of standing poses. But more or less, if I'm focusing on the outer hips throughout the majority of that class, then I'm going to have emphasized postures that do that, that lengthen the outer hips, which means I'm probably going to have done more outer hip opening forward bends. And it's extremely likely that I will have also been doing twists because those two just pair so well together and they're, they're inevitable partners, right? Twists and outer hip opening postures, they're just, um, they're synchronous, they're allies. They're just going to go together. So what in that class might I have not really done much of. Well, it's entirely likely that I won't have done or I will have done minimal backbends. So the round, up, the round out is just like, okay, well, that's round out 
the class by incorporating some of the postures I haven't emphasized. So I can round that class out by doing a couple of backbends. Or maybe the pose and the practice has been really standing intensive, right? Maybe I was focusing on this class in dialing into the technique of the warrior two family of standing postures. And let's say, you know, the first two thirds to three quarters of the class, we've been standing up. Well, in this situation, I might round out the class by just doing a seated pose and a reclined pose or two. This is where I'm just thinking to myself, what do I want to incorporate now in order to help give a little bit more balanced experience to the students? Because even though we have some focal points in this class and the, the method that I work with, we still want a balanced and comprehensive class. Now for the final phase, the wrap up. In this final phase, the main thing that I want you to take is that we want to reiterate what we did in the class day. We essentially want to verbally reinform our students what we emphasized. One of the things to remember is that when we're learning new things, a lot of times, let me, let me say it like this, as the teacher, you just know so much more about the yoga practice, but you also know so much more about what the students did. Remember, the students were immersed in doing the thing, not hopefully thinking about the thing. In the beginning of class, you said, we are gonna focus on X, Y, and Z. Then you focused on those. But now it's the end of class, and it's actually incredibly helpful for you to remind your students what you emphasized, right? So when you're wrapping up class, and there's any number of ways that you're gonna say goodbye and thank you and all those things, but as part of this wrap up, take a moment and verbally reinforce what you focused on in class today. Something like this. Everybody, thanks a ton for being in class today and just to, to remind you, we focused on lengthening the outer hips. We did pigeon pose. I broke that down really clearly for you. We looked at simple cross-legged forward bend. We looked at gomukhasana. We felt those lateral hips and those outer hips lengthening. Those were our focal points. And the reason that that's so important that we get into this is that's just a part of the body that we tend to have a lot of restriction in. And mobilizing that helps us feel good and also just it's gonna open the it's gonna open the pathway so that you have more access to more postures in your journey. We're gonna keep focusing on these poses and this region all week. I'd love for you to come back and experience more. So so what we're doing in that everybody is we're helping the student's mind identify oh yes, I learned some stuff today. I've thought this for so long, everybody. I don't want, I don't want my students to come to my classes and not have certain takeaways. Like I want my students to come, I want them to feel good, I want them to learn, but I also want my students to understand that they're developing a body of knowledge that in doing so, they are refining a skill set. 
And it's a really important skill set to work on and to develop, okay? And so just briefly verbally reminding them what we've been doing and why we've been doing it is incredibly valuable. Finally, tease in there that you're gonna keep working on this stuff and that you'd love to see them in class later this week. When you teach, especially with beginners, if you just have that structure, right? Now I'm letting people know what we're gonna do, now we touch into it. Now we're just having a chapter where we're moving and breathing. Now we're having a chapter where we're just not worried about movement and breath, we're decoupling poses, we're not stringing everything together, we're going into specific details, we're learning techniques. Then a phase of class where you ask yourself, what haven't I done, let me do a thing or two to round it out. And then finally, re-articulating what you did and why you did it, and we're gonna keep doing it. I'd love to have you present. This way is gonna help you always know where you are in class. It's gonna give you a little bit more structure, but even more importantly, it's going to give your students that greater compartmentalization and that intellectual infrastructure that's gonna help them learn much more efficiently and much more quickly. For those of you that wanna go much deeper into the art of teaching beginners, I would love to have you join my course on the topic. It has over 18 hours of specific deep content for working with beginners. Everything from my curriculum that I teach beginners, how I modify really every posture and posture group for beginners, and even a four-week beginner's course that you can learn and you can teach your students. So if you're interested in that, check it out. I'll put it in the links below. Otherwise, hopefully this content from today was really helpful for you, and I look forward to sharing you even more of this original webinar next week. Thanks, everyone. Enjoy your practice and your classes.